I don't know who you are, but my friend Frank Shelton has a special set of skills. When we find you, he will preach and we both will pray for you. You can run, but you can't hide from God's goodness and grace. Stop living in fear and live today by faith. Praise the Lord. I want to give a shout out to all of our viewers and listeners. Thank you for our prayer warriors and partners. We could not do this without you. It is a chilly day in the nation's capital, snow on the ground, but it's an honor to speak life to you. This weekend is special to Ruth and I, our son Andrew. Andrew Lincoln Shelton turns 15 this Saturday. Where uh, Andrew was born on Inauguration Day, the very hour Obama became president. As President Obama came in, our little guy came out, and uh, Andrew was Inauguration Day. I was born February 20th, President's Day weekend. My mother Sharon's birthday is the 4th of July, and we've joked for years, if you cut the Shelton's veins, they probably bleed red, white, and blue. This past weekend was incredible. We were in the first state in Delaware. Nikita Koloff, the World Wrestling Champ, and I tag team in Frankfurt, Delaware, at Bethel Tabernacle, and God shook the place want to give a shout out. Thank you to Pastor Dennis and Kathy for the hospitality. Friday night was a men's steak dinner. It was packed to the gills, a capacity crowd. The steak was delicious. The fellowship was sweet and the worship was not only on point, it was over the top. Nikita came out and shared about 10 minutes, some of his story. And then I preached a gospel message and we had 12 men give their life to Jesus Christ. I gave an altar call. The entire altar was packed, and men didn't want to go home. And I'm telling you, it's nothing like being in the house of the Lord, and any boy can serve the devil, but it takes a real man to follow the Lord. We hung around Saturday at the beach near Ocean City, Maryland, and then Nikita preached Sunday morning. His message was powerful, being all in. You're either all in or you're all out. He preached the three S's. He talked about salvation, sanctification, and serving the Savior. Andrew and I drove the champ back to Reagan Airport, and he just touched back in Charlotte. But man, God moved, and we're looking at doing a larger men's conference this fall, and more details soon. At the end of my remarks, we're going to show Nikita and Lex Luger, the former world wrestling champ, was the total package. Lex, before knowing the Lord, was the total package, but since giving his life to Christ, he's now the complete package. Nikita and Lex, the two world wrestling champ, has a men's retreat. They're doing another one in April, and it's called Man Camp. Ladies, encourage your man to go. I'm telling you, it will change their life and encourage your marriage, and your family will be better for it. It's five days, four nights in the mountains of Georgia the food, the fellowship, but they talk about family, faith, and fitness. They even touch on finances and how we can find freedom when we've been forgiven from our past sins. I'm going to show a two-minute video of that later. I went to one with them in North Carolina and Georgia, and I'm telling you, it's life-changing. I know a pastor who has now said not only does every one of his male staff have to go to Nikita's camp, but any potential employee coming under his church under his care, has to go to that camp. That says a lot when pastors endorse this outreach. Visit mancamp.info.
Envo. You know, Nikita and I were talking just recently about all these pro athletes who are genuinely serving the Lord. I can name a few former world wrestling champs. We just sent an award to Hulk Hogan, who was baptized, who has given his life to Christ and on fire for Jesus. Um, there's Nikita, there's Lex, there's Sting, uh, Steve Borden, uh, Nikita, Sting, former Super Bowl MVP Ray Lewis of the Ravens, and Daryl Strawberry, four-time World Series winner, my dear friend. All of us were going to Israel. It was Champions for Christ, and COVID threw a curve, but these men genuinely loved the Lord. Uh, Mark Merrow, former World Wrestling Champ, just texted him yesterday. Uh, the Undertaker is now born again. Now, some wrestling is scripted, but there's nothing fake about my friends who are serving the Lord. You know, sin's a word that we don't talk about much, but it was because of sin that God sent his son to save our soul. You know, anybody can run with the devil, but spiritual exercising is walking with God. Uh, this weekend, Lord willing, I'm flying to Albuquerque, New Mexico. I have the honor to reunite and preach with my good friend, Pastor Caleb Cooper in Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. I'm speaking Saturday night next week at their ministry partner's dinner. And then I have the honor to preach Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Monday night for a revival. And we are going forward with the Maryland Revival Tour I told you I'm going to hit 23 counties in 24. My first stop is February 4th. I'm going to be at Brandywine Bible Church in Prince George's County. Just last night, I was booked February 7th. I'm going to be speaking in Anne Arundel County near Annapolis and just spoke with the pastor in Calvert County and Lord willing, that will be my third county and we haven't even started. So if I can be a blessing to you, whether you live in Montana, Maine, Michigan, Missouri, but I'm really talking Maryland. I'd love to be a blessing. And uh, I want to give a shout out to my friends, Dove Award winning, Grammy nominated, Sonic Flood, one of the greatest worship bands of all time. They are celebrating their 25th anniversary, Rocking for the Rock. They've had multiple number one hits. You may remember that song, Open the Eyes of My Heart, Lord, Here I Come to Worship, and uh, many more. And Rick Holla and I are good friends. He texted me from Nashville not long ago, and he said, Frank, how about you and I do a tag team, a night of prayer and praise, a night of worship and the word, and uh, new, uh, Rick will either come do an acoustic set with his guitar and sing for an hour, or for a little bit more, we can bring the entire Dove Award winning band. We'll come to your city. Go to frankshelton.com. He'll do the music, and praise God, I'm going to do a message, and I'm telling you, it will rock the house. Andrew and I recently was up in Rhode Island, and we had a chance to run into some folks. And one of the ones God put on my heart, we called up with Paula Abdul, the former L.A. Lakers cheerleader. Uh, she's been a, a judge on uh, American Idol, among others, Dancing with the Stars. And when we called up to her, I said, Paula, the Lord had my son and I to drive a thousand miles today to tell you three things. God loves you. And the Hollywood star just began to weep, and she grabbed me and gave me the biggest hug. And I just found out recently, I told my wife, Ruth, I said, uh, I just read recently where Paula's going through a tough time. And now it all makes sense when she grabbed me when I told her God loves her. 
See, words of affirmation, hope, and a timely reminder of God's unfailing love go a long, long way. Who can you be an ambassador of heaven today? Everyone from homeless to Hollywood needs him. Next month, I'm going to be in the Bahamas, Lord willing, with my dear friend Derek Stubbs in the Bahamas. I'm preaching in two churches, and we're also going to do a large outreach. Derek tells me we're going to help feed 500 in the Bahamas on the ground leading into that outreach. I really believe if we feed their stomachs, then we can also feed their soul. You know, Jesus fed 5,000. I'm going to ask you to partner with us to try to feed 500. If you'd like to help us, go to frankshelton.com, click donate. It's tax deductible, and uh, your blessing will help us be a blessing in the Bahamas. I'm excited for you to get my app within two weeks. It's going to be live. We have just added 271 free podcasts, sermons, and TV appearances. You can go to my website, whether it's Spotify or Apple, go to frankshelton.com and go to podcast. It will bless you, but I can't wait for you to get the app. I believe once it's in your hands, it will get in your head and get in your heart. I just got this print from John Rivoli, who's one of the greatest Hollywood painters in the country. He is now officially the painter for the Rocky franchise. He's linked with MGM. Ruth, Andrew, and I met John a year ago in December in Hollywood, but we just connected with him again last month in Philadelphia. And Sylvester Stallone in the original Rocky, when the letters Rocky grow across the screen, the first thing you see is not Balboa or two boxers battling out. It's the Bible himself. They don't show a contender, future champ. They show Christ. And the first image you see of the original Rocky in 1976 isn't Rocky. It's the Redeemer. Do you remember the name of the gym? Resurrection Gym. And from that dull, dark, dirty gym, a light from above is shining on Balboa. And it was almost like the heavens were anointing this one to overcome incredible odds and obstacles. And the fact is, with Christ not only above, but in your corner, you can't lose. You know, millions love Rocky, not because he never lost, but because he never quit. John chapter 10, verse 27, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give them eternal life. The Vatican can't help you. Buddha is dead. Confucius was confused and in the corner. And Muhammad is not the master. He's not the Messiah. And your life is a mess if you don't know Christ. Salvation is under no other name given among men whereby we must be saved. It's Christ the Lord. And no one will perish and no man can pluck them out of God's righteous right hand. Are you listening to his voice? There's an old TV commercial. Can you hear me now? Satan and society screams, but the Lord whispers. You need to be close enough that we can hear his calm voice. The world has a lot of noise, and you know, more than ever, deception is high and discernment is low, and we must listen to the Lord and tune into his word. Not only listen to his voice, we need to look with his vision. Jesus looked on Jerusalem and wept because they were as sheep having no shepherd. Misguided men and women, and sadly some ministers, are not helping the cause because they're preaching a watered-down gospel. We have enough microphones. What we need is some men and women with some biblical backbone. 
And we need to get back to not saying, let me tell you what I think. We need to get back to saying, thus saith the Lord. I remember a story of a novice sailor whose first excursion at sea was not smooth winds and bright sky. A terrible tempest came on at sea. Water was spilling over. Many feared they were going down. One of the men in the unit told the brand new Navy sailor, run up to the top and go talk to the captain or at least get a look at him. Should we be worried in this intense storm? As the Navy sailor raced up the railing, holding on for dear life with all his might just to make it to the top, with record winds and nearly impossible to see, he flung open the door and saw his captain, and with a new burst of energy, the young sailor came down the slippery steps with confidence. When he came to report to his men what he saw, in the midst of the raging storm, they screamed, well, what did you see? And he said, we're going to be all right. I've seen the captain, and he's at the helm, and he's smiling. Friends, we have a commanding officer who is not missing in action, who is asleep at the wheel, but he's at the helm. He's alive. He's in control. And no matter what life throws at us, we have a God who calms the storms even today. Has it ever occurred to you that nothing occurs to God? And take heart, friends, what's over your head is still under his feet because he is in control. Lastly, I want to talk to you about live with his values. There was listen to his voice, look with his vision, and live with his values. When you have his values and his vision and you hear his voice, then and only then will you know true victory in your life. I remember a story real quick of a young kid who went to a puppy pet store and the sign said puppies for sale and the kid walked in and said, Mr. How much for the puppies? And the owner said anywhere from 200 to $300. And he reached deep in his pocket and said, sir, I only have $1.47. Does it cost to look at the little puppies? And he said, oh, heavens no. And he whistled and out of the back came four tiny balls of fur. But he noticed that one was coming behind. It was limping. It was behind the rest. His eyes got bigger than offering plates at your church. And he said, mister, he said, what's wrong with that puppy? He said, son, he was born without a hip socket. He'll never run and jump and play like all the other puppies. He's broken. He's busted. And tears welled up in the boy's eyes. He said, well, how much for him? He said, son, he's not worth a dime. He'll never run and jump and play like all the others. And the boy with tears dancing off the pet store floor, he said, Mr., in my opinion, that puppy is worth more than all the other dogs combined. I'm going to give you $1.47, but I'm going to work around the clock with an allowance, and I'm going to pay him $300 in full. And the pet owner said, well, why would you do that? He's no good. And he said, he rolled up his leg and since birth, he was supported by a metal rod. He said, when I was born, everyone called me broken too. And he said, I don't run and jump so well myself. And I have a feeling that puppy will need someone who understands. My friends, we have a God who understands what you're going through. And I'm telling you, you cannot lose 
when you look to the Lord. And I want to encourage you to listen to his voice. This is Pastor David Gibbs, one of my favorite preachers. This is the best eight minutes you'll watch today. And remember this, when you're down to nothing, Jesus is up to something. God bless you and go with God. I was in Alaska doing a lawsuit. We're way out in the Aleutian Islands, getting ready to leave and go back to Anchorage and then home. And I had a ticket in my pocket to get on an airplane. The pastor came up and he said, listen, I can save you money. I said, how's that? He said, I flew a small airplane up here and I fly a small airplane and I can take you in my little airplane and you can save your ticket. And this did not sound, I said, gee, thank you so very, very much, but I've got this ticket. We'll just make our way on home, me and this other lawyer with me. He said, no, 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 you gotta do it, you gotta do it. And against every better judgment I had, I said, okay. Well, we went out to the airport, took us by his little plane and I looked at it and I thought, well, one good thing, it's shiny. Then he walked around it. We got in. He's on the left front. I'm on the right front. The other lawyer's sitting right behind me. And he started it up. And it started up just fine. Well, we taxied out. I said, should we pray? He said, yeah, that's a good idea. We normally don't. I said, well, this time we're going <laughs> to. And I'm telling you, I prayed five, eight minutes. I prayed a long time. We went and got on the runway. He starts down the runway. The plane lifted off ever so gently and we start climbing and it's wonderful. Not a problem in the world. We started climbing and we flew probably three, four minutes and something happened that will never leave my mind. The pilot turned to me and he said, we're going in the clouds and I can't fly in clouds. They make me pass out. I said, clouds make you do what? <laughs> now it's been cloudy all day. And we go right up into the clouds and you can't see anything. And he looks at me and his eyes roll back in his head and he starts mumbling and he passes out, passed out cold. Now I grabbed him and I shook him and I said, come on, you gotta wake up so I can kill you. Now we're in the clouds flying along with no pilot. And my friend in the back seat said, we're dead, aren't we? I said, there's a very good chance of that, yes. He said, what are we gonna do? I said, I don't know. But there was a radio right there and I handed him the microphone and I said, start asking for help. So he's in the back seat reaching up and he said, hello, hello. We didn't know any proper radio etiquette. All we were saying was hello. And somebody answered back, hello, hello. Don't you guys know proper radio etiquette? And I said, give it to me. I said, Tell him, we don't know nothing. Tell him we're in an airplane with a passed out pilot and we don't know how to fly this plane. The guy said, I'm a freighter flying out of Anchorage on the way to Tokyo. And he said, you're telling me you have nobody who can fly that plane with you? I said, tell him that's correct. Now you gotta understand, I am sweating bullets. He said, the first thing I'm gonna do is start circling so I don't lose you because I'll fly out of range of your radio and you won't have me anymore. And he said, I'm gonna get Anchorage emergency for you. An Anchorage emergency will be the people that can maybe help you try to save your life. After about five minutes, Anchorage came on, said, we understand you have a passed out pilot. And those of you do not know how to fly that plane. We said, that's right. They said, well, the first thing we got to do is find you. And I'll never forget what this man at Anchorage said. He said, my job is to get you home safe. He said, that's my job. But he said, here's the deal. If you want me to get you home safe, you got to promise me you'll obey my voice. He said, you can't see me, but I can see you. 
And he said, if you're not going to obey my voice, you're going to die. When you can't see anything, you have no idea how disorientated you become. Finally, he said, okay, I found you. Now hear me clear. He said, you're four minutes from a mountain. He said, you're going to crash in that mountain and die. Follow my voice. I never said, I have to follow your voice. Is that reasonable? You see, I understood without his voice, I had nothing. And do you understand? Without God's voice, you have nothing. Nothing. Finally, he got us turned. And he said, I'm freezing all the traffic in the area. He said, it's going to take me an hour and a half to get you to Anchorage. And there's a lot of weather between you and Anchorage. You're in for a rough ride. And he said, I want you to hear me. I don't want you to look at what's going on outside. I don't want you to pay attention to the storm, just my voice. He said, if you start watching the storm, you will die. But I'll take you through it. Now, because they cleared all the traffic, several pilots, those nighttime freighters, those 747s started talking to us. They said, we're praying for you, men. You're going to make it. But listen to the voice. That's the key. They said, trust the voice. Do you realize your head is full of voices? And everybody in this world wants to talk to you. And everybody wants to be the controlling voice. And God says, I want you to be a living sacrifice. I want you to put yourself on the altar and let my voice be your voice. Finally, we went through the worst of the weather, but there was still more. And then the voice came back and it said, now, I'm going to line you up. He said, I'm going to bring you in right down the runway. And at the foot of the runway are some lights and they're in the form of a cross. He said, don't you forget this. The cross is the way home. Finally, he's bringing us down. We still can't see anything. And all he kept saying is, stay with me. My sheep, the Bible says, hear my voice and they follow me. Finally, just a couple hundred feet off the ground, we saw the cross. I landed the plane. In fact, I landed it seven times. Finally, it all came to a stop. And the minute we stopped, the pilot woke up. The voice said, thanks for listening. I watch them crash and burn all the time because they won't follow my voice. They don't understand I'm the one who can see them even when they can't see me. But they get the voices in their head and they kill themselves. They self-destruct. Thanks for listening to the voice. Then they put us in a motel room at about four in the morning. I knock at my door. And I open the door and a man was standing there. He said, hello, David. I said, you're the voice. You're the one who got me home. He said, I am. Do you understand one day you're going to stand before him and say you were the voice you're the voice that brought me home if you're not on that altar as a living sacrifice your head's full of voices and then we wonder why kids crash and burn we wonder why marriages are shattered and the lord's saying i'm the one who has the voice. All I can remember is that voice saying, stay with me. Stay with me. 
Don't listen to what's going on in your head and don't watch the storm. Stay with me. And I'll take you through. Tonight you have a God who has promised to take you through. A living sacrifice, holy. Hi, my name is Lex Luger, one of the co-founders of Man Camp. Nikita and I met, we were both professional wrestlers back in the late 80s. And um, interesting, because we weren't friends. We worked together, we were co-workers, but we didn't mingle at all. And so I guess they say we really didn't get along all that well. We just kind of tolerated each other. And Nikita left professional wrestling and met the Lord in the early 90s. Then on April 20th of 06, uh, God rescued me and we were reunited in a way that only God can. Things just grew from there until eventually we almost do full-time ministry together, which eventually led to this uh, idea of the foundation and uh, founding of Man Camp. I've never seen an event quite like this where you know all aspects of, of, be, of being a man, uh, mentally, physically, spiritually, how all those work together in today's world. Um, it all has biblical truth and foundations behind it. Um, we believe some of the key aspects of man camp are number one, the guys taking the time to get away and really um, dig in in their relationship with God. It's really hands-on with Nikita and I. It's pretty intense, but it's a lot of fun too. A lot of interactive uh, activities that uh, God's put together. It's so thrilling to watch the men from the first day they come till on the fifth day when they go back home, we send them off. It's just uh, amazing to see the change in them, just their continence on their face. It is uh, truly a blessing to us. so surprised. Indeed, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers. Against rulers of the darkness of this age. Against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. For the past few months, I have been listening in my TIE Fighter to Frank Shelton's out-of-this-world messages. With this growing audience, I find some of your lack of faith disturbing. The force is strong with Shelton and Skywalker, and indeed, Frank is a Jedi for Jesus. His uplifting words have given me a new hope. I am contemplating leaving the dark side to follow the light. You can do. Visit. FrankShelton.com